Okay, let me hit this other button over here. Hello there. And welcome to JBC. Yeah. You smell that? That's the smell of an old radish. And you know what that means. You about to get stabbed in the heart. Yeah, that's right. Your kid's in shock because he saw a demon. And that demon is going to stab a man. And then that man's going to stab you. Right in the heart. All because of that old radish. I don't know what to tell you. Because the whole movie was in Korean. And the subtitles weren't all that great. But I know it had something to do with smelling like a radish and stabbing a man in the heart. Welcome to JBC, the movie episode. I'm Jason, with me is Joe and a few other souls who are down with the brown. I have no idea what I'm talking about now. It is way too goddamn early in the morning. Please, somebody... Jump in and start talking. Anyone? <laughs> well, of you good guys. morning. Good morning, Jason. Hey, good morning. How how's it going? Are you talking about a real movie about the aroma of a radish? Yeah. Or did you just come up with that movie? What's that movie? It's called Parasite. Oh yeah, I just saw that movie and yeah. the radish thing rung a bell, but I couldn't figure it out. What yeah, was that? It won the biggest award. I yeah, think. Yeah, it did. It won the biggest award. Yeah, and um. Yeah, we we got some folks who are here with us. We're gonna talk about some movies today, films, cinema, the silver screen, uh, the talkies. I, I also would like to kind of sprinkle in some Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah, too. yeah, we should do and maybe that. Maybe there's some, maybe there's some overlap there where you know because there's there's love movies. There are and love there's movies. Romance movies. Hey, there's a couple there's... things I want to get off my chest that I've been thinking about. That have nothing okay. to do with movies. Real quick. Um, just, these are some observations. Cause you know, whenever we have a topic, we don't stick to it. We have on the show with us today, the person who is solely responsible for getting us to start using topics way back in the day, like a hundred and 40 yeah. some odd episodes. <laughs> Ian Sane, how are you, Ian? I'm good, man. How are you? I hope you don't uh, regret doing the topics. No, no, they've been a godsend. I, we, Joe and I talk about this on the show about how, and we talk about it after the show even more about how things happen and then we go, oh, that worked, and they become an institution. And so topics are so much of an institution for JBC that even when we don't do them, it's, you know, it's a thing. We point it out. Anyway, also on the show with us. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, I wanted to say, hey, Jason, so uh, I want to introduce our next guest. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Just because I have a very close relationship with him. So aside from Ian Sane in the membrane, who recently took a plane to Maine, he doesn't live there. He lives in New Mexico. He's a dog groomer. Aside from Ian Sane, we also have the steamroller, double barrel Daryl, my dad. Welcome to the show, Dad. Hey, good morning, everyone. All right. And so sorry to cut you off there. Um, We got everybody here in the virtual studio, and you had... Observations. Just a, real quick, and they don't do with movies. Just some things that happened in in my life, and I want you guys to chip in, pitch in. Um, let's see, chip in, pitch in, uh, driver in. 
Chime in. Chime in. Okay. Uh, iron well, in. Tell yeah. us about it. So the other day I was in the car, and um, that song Champagne Supernova, Supernova by Oasis came on. And yeah. I, I was, my hand was flying at Mach 2 towards the radio dial to change it, you know. But something stopped me. It might have been uh, a curve or something on the road. But I decided, you know what? I don't think I've ever, I don't know how long it's been since I've heard this song completely through. And my musical tastes are changing. Maybe I like it. Who knows? So I listened to the whole thing. And I realized at the end of it, I was like, one, I've never listened to this song entirely. And two, still sucks a lot. Still <laughs> oh. really sucks. This song sucks. I, I know we don't like to yuck on people's yums, and I know people like things that I don't like, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's just that, you know, that song sucks. You know what, Jason? We talk about how we shouldn't yuck on people's yums, and then we yuck all over everybody's yums all the time. Yeah. Like, Every time for an hour. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Also, fuck Oasis, right? I mean, that means <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will say, yes, fuck Oasis, but here's the weird thing. There's only two songs I like from Oasis. And Champagne Supernova <laughs> is one of them. <laughs> oh, man. It's just everything about that song is so shitty. The Where were you when we were getting high? That line all by itself. That line all by itself. I, we should bring the death penalty back. Now, we, mi <laughs> we no, might I mean, be leaving Dad out. Hey, Dad, do you remember the song? I'm 66 years old. Yeah, no, but it was in the <laughs> 90s. You were alive. Um, <laughs> That is, you were you were connected somewhat. My brain was still functioning. Yes, that's true. I can maybe, play it. Maybe this will ring a bell. I can play it. Oh, you're gonna play okay. it? It's yeah. It's yeah. Let's it's, hear it. First, I want to watch you. Will find me caught beneath the wine wide. Yes. Yeah, so just just as. The video was on just there on YouTube. That I could play it for you. It's just the camera is over one of the Liam's, one of the what did they Liam and um, and Frodo Gallagher? Gallagher I don't know. Gallagher. Yeah, and the, and, and it's just he looks. He, oh, just the bands, they, they suck. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Dad, one thing is is true. If you don't remember that song, these yeah, two guys. I don't. The, the band has two brothers in it, and the brothers are such assholes to each other that they could they they can't even keep it private, and it became like their shtick. In fact, I think that's the most entertaining thing about them. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm go ahead and say were, it's better than the music. Claiming to be better than the Beatles, and which yeah. is just well, Jason might agree with no, that. No, no, no. <laughs> I have a begrudging uh, respect for the Beatles, but. Oasis. Okay, I haven't heard their entire catalog. Who knows? Maybe they have a song. I don't. My God, goddamn, it's good. Like the with uh, that one band, Bush. Bush, right? The guy who married that woman who was in that band, Gwen Stefani. Yep. Yeah. Bush. Okay, Bush. They got a couple of songs I actually like, and when he's not singing, they're pretty good. So maybe that's the case with Oasis. But sh well, champagne. Oasis, and so that's that's Noel and Liam Gallagher. Here we go. You know how I feel. You know how I feel about Gallagher, right? Right. He's a fuck ass. He's a. <laughs> he is. Okay. Actually, that band would be improved if Gallagher was in it. <laughs> It'd be a watermelon supernova. That would be, yeah. And Wonder, Wonder Wall. Do they do Wonder Wall? Yeah, <sighs> that's the other song that I like. <sighs> anyway, let me move so, on real quick. Me... Welcome to the uh, 
We Hate Oasis episode. Just it's not just that. There's another song I don't like. And I, I like I said, I want to get this off my chest. Um, so, Ian, you have daughters. I have a daughter. You have a daughter. Yeah. Um, so okay. you are you are intimately familiar with the Frozen soundtrack. I'm sure. Thank God, no, I'm not. Oh, okay, all right. Um, you're I mean, one I know th- I know that one song that everybody hates. Okay, but I'm but I don't listen to a lot of a lot of Frozen. We've talked about Adina Menzel on this show, right, Joe, Joey, Joe guy. Have we talked about yeah. her? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, she's and, the singer from she, that movie. She's a singer, she's and a and from the original Frozen, there's Let It Go, which is I think a fine song. Uh, she does an amazing job, and it's got everything you need. And I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's been played a billion times, and I'm gonna puke, but whatever. It'll be a, it'll be. A, I'm okay with the puke, right? But they have a new, they have a new one. There's a Frozen two out, and a new hit song called um, "Into the Unknown." Right? You heard yep, this song? I just watched that movie last night. Okay, so you know this song, "Into the Unknown." Yeah. And I haven't seen the movie, but I'm assuming they play various reprises of it through the whole goddamn movie. I don't know. But right. it's it's it a goddamn movie. It, it it's the it's the song that they play a lot. I, I you know where this is going. That song sucks. It's terrible. It's a that is it, it uh let it go was they sat down and let's write a song for this part of the movie and you know we'll do this we'll do this and then it became the signature song. Hooray, right? Uh so I think for throws almost two, if, as if it were written by Noel and Liam Gallagher. <laughs> well, That's how irritating it is. It is irritating. I feel like they sat down on the second movie, like, let's write another Let It Go. They tried really, really hard. Into the yard, no! And it's just, shut up! No, I mean, Adina is still a great singer, but those notes are stupid. That's a stupid song, and and uh, I hate it. Okay, have, I'm have, almost done. Have, have, have you guys, you're almost done? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. Sorry, okay, this is the last one. This is, this is it, it's stupid. So this morning while I got on, and I was waiting for you guys... Uh, I really appreciate y'all listening to me rant and rave like this because, like, I haven't seen my therapist for a while, so this is usually what we talk about. Um, I had in my head for some reason "Dirty Laundry" by by Don Henley, so I put that on Spotify and I listened to it, and then it automatically went to another song, and it was uh, "Margaritaville." Apparently, if you ask Spotify to play uh, Don Henley, it assumes that you're you're an old fucker. Uh, crotchety and you need to listen to old fucker crotchety music even though jimmy buffett was old fucker crotchety music before don henley uh was solo but now they're all lumped together um so i'm officially an old crotchety i'm old and crotchety because i listened to jim and i didn't stop it i listened to the whole song I, all the way through <laughs> well, and, well and then after that was werewolves like of songs? london and i like that too so <laughs> yeah do you what? like those songs what songs <laughs> Margaritaville and uh, Dirty Laundry by and, Don Henley. And um, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, and, they're okay. And Werewolves of London. That was Werewolves another one. in London. Werewolves um, of I'm, London. That makes me an old crotchety dude. You like right? that one? Is that another old crotchety song? Well, it came I don't on. Like that song. Oh, you don't? It was funny because yeah. then Spotify thought it. I thought it. Thought I only wanted songs that that have a woo in them. It just kept playing songs. No, no matter what I searched for, like I said, hey, uh, Spotify, play Sliver by uh, uh, by Nirvana, and it did. And then after that, it played um, a song by a band, Pavement, Cut Your Hair, which has a bunch of ooh, ooh, oohs in it. And then it was about to play Bowling for Soup, and I, I, I punched the computer really, really hard, and it went, sorry, no, okay, fine. And um, 
Anyway. I wasn't aware of how many songs had Awu in it. There's a lot of Awu songs. Yeah, I, I was hoping yes. we could bring back. You know what I want to bring back is the uh, is the Ow. There needs to be more songs with Ow. You know how they used yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, it used to, used to be around a lot. Yeah. All right. Thank you for <laughs> letting me rant and rave about music I hate. Why don't you guys talk about movies? I'm gonna go have some more coffee. Well, I wanted to do a quick roundtable, but uh, I have something. But I've got to get off my chest. We watched Frozen Two, me and my pregnant wife, and for Valentine's Day, thinking there might be, you know, might be sweet and and there might be some love themes in it and whatnot. And uh, uh, and the movie starts off right away with a song, and let me tell you the lyrics to the song. Okay. Okay. It took me out of the movie right away, and I couldn't come back. I, I can't get on board with the movie just because of the way it started. The lyrics of the the first song is, Aha, ha, ha, ah, wa, wa, ah, ha, la, la, wa, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> were, now, were, they, were they in Hawaii? <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, are they going to? This it did. That's what I thought. That I was like, that's this must be a Hawaiian thing. Stick with it. You know, Mo- yeah. Moana was a great fucking cartoon. I'm like, oh, are they trying to be Moana y? And honestly, I think I think maybe they kind of were. But I thought the guy that was the, that was commissioned to write a song for the next huge Disney hit came into a room at some point and was like, well, I've started on the lyrics, and you know, and he flips through his notebook and he's like. So this is what I got, guys. Just tell me what you think. Here, here are the lyrics for the next big hit song from Frozen Two, and then he lays that shit on him, and <laughs> and it's fine. He's that cho- works. He's chopping broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> you anyway, know, Joe. So uh, real that. quick, you should read that out again. But um, you know what it sounds like. You know how when you will do your your. <laughs> To put it gently, your your I'm coming sound. It's it's very signature. Like if ever, like somebody kidnapped you, and then they I said I want to make sure you you really kidnapped Joe, and they play. I'd be like, yeah, that's Joe. Why? Yeah, yeah, but what what I just read sounds more like a sargasm. Well, it sounds sargasm? like it sounds like that thing you do, but split up, written out, and then read back slowly. Like if you read those lyrics really really fast, Joe, it probably would sound like you were making baby number two. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like, hey, you know, I, t- I was coming on your mama's tits last night. Uh, let me read you the transcript. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So I thought since this is a movie episode and since uh, last night was Valentine's Day, all of us are married men. I, I-, I just thought we could do a roundtable. One, did anybody do anything special for Valentine's Day? We're all married men. and and then And then two... Are there any romantic movies that you guys like? Or uh, we can go the other way. Are there any romantic movies that you can't stand and we can yuck on people's yums all day? That's my round table. <clears throat> Maybe get get things rolling. Let's start with if can I say we should start with Double Barrel because uh he's the most experienced when it comes to being married of all of us. Yeah, yes. I have uh, screwed up marriage longer than any of you. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I, we uh, we got up and went to uh, a, a place Carrie likes called Magnolia to get a uh, pastry and coffee. Okay. And uh, the pastry sucked. 
because they they try it's kind of a place where they they want to give you sugar and something good but they want to make it healthy you know was it was it called a cheese gallagher (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so so the pastries are very light and fluffy and you have to probably stuff a whole dozen of them in your face to get a little bit of you know, sugar and texture to it. So it was a little frustrating for me, but Carrie enjoyed it a lot. I was happy. And uh, along just, with the, uh, that's my marriage. favorite, Sorry, my that's favorite just, yeah, movie but... for romantic comedies is Moonstruck. We watch that quite often. Oh, you know what? You brought that up. Actually, I remember uh, Laura and I were talking to you, and you and Carrie were actually, it wasn't just a recommendation. You were kind of like mandating that we watch that movie together because it's That's so correct, yeah. good and so romantic yes moonstruck it has... did you ever watch it even though we dictated it no and maybe no. we should have we should have picked that movie last night we yes. should have picked moonstruck because frozen 2 was uh was insufficient let me tell you yeah <laughs> now you'd love moonstruck man you'd love it Nicholas Cage, you know when he's on his game uh, I really enjoy me some Nicolas Cage. And, and oh, yeah. yeah. That's one of my two favorite movies is Moonstruck and Raising Arizona, both Nicolas Cage movies. That's when he was really doing a good job. He's made some shitty movies, though. Most of them are, but those two are not. <laughs> That's true. I would say Raising Arizona is kind of a, well, it's a love story, you know? It's about two desperate people yeah. that steal <laughs> another person's babies, uh, another couple's yes. babies. Yeah. Yeah, that's romantic. So, how about you, Ian Sane? What'd you do for Valentine's Day? Uh, what did I do? We we uh, tried to put the kids to bed early, which worked out great. And then we watched Ford versus Ferrari, which was awesome. Which was really so. We uh, hung out at home and watched Ford versus Ferrari on TV. Um, and then, so I don't know if that counts as a romantic movie, but it's a fun one. And then, I guess. I'll give you two romantic movies. So one, our probably favorite romantic movie that we watch repeatedly is Mr. Right. It's about a uh, it's Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick, and he's a he's an assassin. He's an assassin who's gone insane and has is now killing other hitmen. And she's like just a crazy lady, and they fall in love, and uh, and then it's hilarity ensues. So that's really good. And then recently, while well, while we were in Florida. We just went and saw the uh, the gentleman, which is a, the great new Guy Ritchie movie, and uh, and a uh, very romantic central uh, central relationship between Matthew McConaughey and his wife. Did you guys ever have you guys seen that at all yet? No, but I like a good Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, so it's I mean I, it's probably a, an exaggeration to call it a ro- romantic comedy. In fact, it's probably not a romantic comedy, but but there's a good love story in the middle of it. So went for it. And that that counts. Um, you know, we don't have to focus on rom coms or anything. If, yeah. if if there's good romance in a movie, I think if romance is done well in a movie, then it's it's worth mentioning. And, and yeah, you know, like somebody shooting some some dude in the face for his wife. Now that's romantic. And no, and that's, uh, romance. that's Matthew McConaughey. Is he part of the? Yeah, is, Matthew is he McConaughey. Central to the and, love story. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely central to the love story. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a super cool movie, but yeah, you should if you haven't seen Mister Right, you should watch it because it's it's one of those movies that got like 
like I don't know, like forty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something. And in our, we have this sweet spot where something between movies between like forty and sixty percent, we often find to be the movies we like the most because it's the, the the ones that are high, like ninety percent. It's often like everybody says that's eh, pretty good, right? But then the ones that are in the middle that are kind of rotten but not really terrible are often. Some people love it, and then a lot of people just don't get it at all. So we uh, sometimes we we a lot of duds in there too. But we find we find our, some of our favorite movies in that in that sort of high rotten range. I think that's a good policy. In fact, we Laura and I employ a similar policy when it comes to horror movies specifically because we we feel that most people don't don't even like horror movies, and then they go in and review horror movies and they don't like any of them. So. That brings the score down a little bit. So a good horror movie oftentimes will be somewhere in the mid-range, like you were, like yeah. you were saying. Oh. Also, yeah, in the, in the love story, I just looked up the people on IMDb. It's uh, In the love story, it's Matthew McConaughey and Michelle Dockery. So they're lovely. I don't know who she is, but I'm guessing that she's about 30 years Matthew McConaughey's junior. doesn't look it in the movie, but it's possible. Oh, okay. What'd you say her name was? I was Mich- just talking shit. Michelle, <laughs> I don't know if it's true. Michelle, Michelle Dockery. Oh, she's um, she's, she's, she's lady. What's that, her name? That show about the English people. Yeah, she was born in 1981, and Matthew McConaughey. Let's see, yeah, Matthew McConaughey. dude. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, so she's a decade younger, but not not yeah. thirty. I mean, not not a. No. Scandalous number uh, of years. Let's call that two decades. Well, it's, it's twelve years. Twelve years. Oh, it's okay. one decade. Okay. Well, my math isn't as good as it used to be, and it was mm-hmm. never very good. So, Jason, what did you do for Valentine's Day? Well, I think I've mentioned this before on the show. What we tend to do is, um, we just watch TV and uh, eat all of our favorite types of foods. We we don't go to a restaurant because they're all you know. My wife's contention is because they're busy, the food will not be as good because they're you know they're mass cooking or whatever, and uh, we don't deal with bars and and stuff. So we just stay home and get drunk and, and but she, we couldn't do that last night because she was working. So we did it on Thursday evening, uh, Valentine's Day Eve, and uh, that's what we did. Kind we watched like a Valentine's Day Festivus. Kind of, yeah, you of could you. say that. Yeah, and 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 we watched it watching. Uh, the only thing we watched was the final episode of The Good Place, which is, it's romantic. I mean, it's not what it was supposed to be, but there's definitely a huge romance element in that. If you're not familiar with the show, I won't ruin it for you, but um, everybody dies. So, I mean, like, literally everybody. Everybody yeah. dies. Uh, I got everybody. the sense that everyone was dead on the first episode. Well, yes, yeah, yeah you true. get that sense right. In fact, I think they explicitly drew that out for me. I and think so it was I, easy for me to make the connection. That it was, yeah, it was like in the first scene. The um, right. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's a that's a good point. I think what happened was they're like, we want to make a move, we want to make a show like Lost, where everyone's dead, but we're we're actually tell people we're not going to fuck with them for eight seasons. We're not going to get their hopes up or nine seasons or 12 or whatever it was, we're going to get their hopes up that they, they will come to a good resolution. We're not going to make them think that we know what we're doing. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to half-ass this. We're going to just tell them up front. And, well, um, when it comes to just quality, did the because sometimes the, at the end of a show, the very last episode can be super satisfying or it mm-hmm. can just, it can be horribly disappointing. Where, where did that 
finale land it, for it, you? It, it landed on satisfying. It uh, it 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 brought everything to a to a, a reasonable end, and it was sweet and it was nice. It was not as you know drop down hilarious funny as the other episodes, which is kind of the point of watching it, right? You're like, well, I'm watching this because it's goddamn funny. Last episode not so much, but that's okay. They wrapped it up, sort of like the last episode of Mash. Y'all remember that? Of course you do. You're old like I am. Um, or the ap- last episode of Seinfeld, for that matter. They were able to, you know, put a little bow on it. So, not, unlike the last episode of, like, The Sopranos, for example, which was like, huh? Okay. That was terrible. Yeah. Or the last episode of, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Game of the Thrones there with, what's her name? Sophie. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? The last episode of Breaking Bad was just fucking great. Okay. And the last episode of The Wire. And I am yeah, one of those were, assholes. Good. Yeah, I'm one of those assholes, and, and so is Ian. And I, I love this about Ian. We, we are both huge fans of both Breaking Bad and The Wire, and that's irritating for some people, but what? You know, they can they can suck. Why is it irritating to like the best two shows that were ever made? Thank you! Yeah. That's, uh, I, I should watch them sometime. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was what we did. We, I, I, I tell you, I can't really name any romantic movies. I mean, true romance, obviously, is that's, oh, that's got to be mentioned. That's, one of, that's literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. That's a that's one of my top five favorite movies. It's so good, and it's it is know, a great movie. You, you, Joe, you mentioned shooting a guy in the face for your your wife. Um, they weren't married yet, <laughs> but he he does that right. He shoots a guy. Did he shoot him in the face? I don't he, know. He a he shot him in the face, and B I think they were, I think he was married. Wasn't he? They got they went and got married, and then yeah, yeah, they got they married, married at City Hall, and then he went down to uh, went down there and uh, and shot Gary Oldman. Yeah, which and I, think, I believe that yeah. Tony Soprano uh, beat was the shit out of his wife in a bathroom. It was super disturbing. And it, and yeah, that was, everybody's in that movie. It's so good. It's a good movie, and you know, written by Quentin Tarantino, but not directed yeah. and therefore watchable. Now let's fight. Oh, you dickhead! <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Quentin Tarantino's latest picture? No, Multiple no. Hollywood. It was yeah. actually like I like a lot of his movies. I think I I did not like Hateful Eight, but I like a lot of his movies. But this one, Most Problems Time in Hollywood, really great. It's not It's not uh, his standard fare. Okay. Uh, but it's but it but it builds to a very very satisfying climax. It's sort of a fairy tale of how everything went wrong at the end of the sixties in, and what if it had gone a slightly different way? Sure. Um, but it's, it's really fun. I, I loved it. And it was the, the, the ending was super satisfying. Dad, did you get, you guys went to see that, right? No, Carrie, Carrie went to see it, but I didn't. Hmm. So I need to go. I need to, I need to check into it. Take a look. So that has, yeah. that has a very well done bro bromance in it. Oh, Absolutely. Actually. Yeah, I was gonna That's say crazy. you watched uh, you watched Ford Ford versus Ferrari, which I think is in some way kind of a bromance between uh, what Carol Shelby and 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 whoever Christian Bale plays these two right. guys. Yeah, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like those uh, those movies. Mm, or I'm gonna get controversial. I don't know if this is what you guys want to talk about in terms of movies, but like. Like I listen, I the, I feel like the Oscars are very self indulgent, and I'm no one to talk about self indulgence. God, that's all we do on the show. But I feel like 
it, there's this this quasi incestual thing going on in Hollywood where all they do is like pat each other on the back and have you know they just keep pumping each other up and I feel like these movies with your Matt Damon's and your Brad Pitt's and your Matthew McConaughey's these old old dudes I, I understand that they're big box office draws but it's like obviously the movie is to feature them it's not about the story or unless it's Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. It's not about the director. It's about, hey, look, look at us. All right. And that's a very cynical point of view. And I'm hoping you guys tell me I'm wrong, but I, I just, I'm not interested in that anymore. Not that I'm saying that movies like Parasite, where I didn't know anybody, they're better for that reason. I'm not saying that. But anymore, when I go see a movie, if I'm spending money, I want to see something. I don't want to see what I've seen before. And I've seen all those dudes before. There's no role they're ever going to get that makes me forget who they are. You know what I'm saying? And you can't get it out of your mind that they're just kind of like showcasing their 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 standard actors are like, hey, this is what we got for you. And you're watching yeah. it because of this dude, not because it's going to be a good product. Right, right. And I'm all for really good actors taking a mediocre script or a half-ass director and really bringing something to it and like going, wow, that's amazing. But I feel like you can't do that when I know more about you that I know about the character you're portraying, right? If I know oh, that you... Oh, so, pro- so your problem is that you read gossip magazines. See, I don't do that, so I don't know anything about the actors, really, and I find it just fine. Like, I don't know any single thing about anybody's personal life in any movie, and I like it that way. No, but you have seen them in films, right? Yeah, but I don't know anything about them no, in that's, I'm not saying I'm not saying I know that Matthew McConaughey was born in 69 and that's why I can't watch movies in a, with him in it. I'm saying I've seen him do this and this and this and this, and he's very, very good at what he does. And that's why those things have stuck with me. And so ironically, I can't, I'm not watching him be, I'm not watching beef Aldrain or whatever his name is in whatever movies in I'm seeing Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I'm sorry, Beef Aldrain? That's the first name I came up with. I was thinking... That is a great porn name. Well, I was thinking uh, Dallas uh, Dallas Marijuana Club and the stripper movie. He was in both of those, and that kind of... They melded. What is it called? Dallas Fart Club? Dallas, Dallas Buyers Club. That's the one. Um, and uh, the other one where he strips. Um, the the oh, God damn, that's killing me. What's the name of that movie? Come on, somebody. Matthew McConaughey, half naked. He's a stripper. Yeah, no, I know, I know which movie you're talking about. Of course, who wouldn't? Magic have Mike. Times in a row, Magic but... Mike. <laughs> Magic Mike. Thank and you. see, that was a fine movie. I enjoyed that. I thought it was going to be crap. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is just you know, uh, penis exploitation. But it wasn't. In a nice little story, and I got to see uh, Olivia Moon's boobs, and so it was nice, right? Um, but nowadays, you get to see Al- Olivia Munn's boobs in that movie. Oh, I need yeah. to watch that movie now. Yeah, yeah. Because she is gorgeous. She is. God. She's got nice boobs. Uh, Well, hey, I wanted to finish off the round table here. I never got to say my romantic movie. Come on. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. What's your romantic movie? Well, uh, okay. So I already told you guys we watched Frozen 2, and it ended up being a very Joe and Laura moment because when, when we start watching a movie and then we can't stand it and we're both rolling our eyes... We both start heckling the movie, and that movie was so heckleable the whole way through that we were just laughing and having a great time together as a as a married couple. Laura was singing along with the songs and obscenitizing 
the the music and she has a beautiful <laughs> voice so you know it was great she was like this sucks one. <laughs> it is beautiful my go-to for romantic movies is something i've had to reconsider lately i i loved it when it came out i was very young when harry met sally seemed to me when i was an adolescent to be a very very romantic movie i think it's still it's a well done movie but now i'm a married man and i think about that movie and how unrealistic it is so yeah for sure i just saw it again recently and i had the same feeling about it what do you mean unrealistic I think that you're not going to go decades and decades just being someone's friend and never have the like balls to either to to like take the relationship to the next level. Like I don't I don't know yeah, if that, I, you know relationships are complicated but goddamn, you know, they yeah, they're not that them. complicated. <laughs> no shit. They're, Talk they're about hesitation. I mean, yeah. So let me see they if I met, get this. They met like when they were just getting into college, I think, and he finally got the balls to like say something about it that was meaningful when he was like forty-five or something. <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> so well, he was a dick for most of the movie. So. Yeah, yeah, that too. Was it? Was it? At what point in the movie? Are I'm trying to I'm trying to get on the same page in terms of the expectation. Are you like halfway through the movie and they're having a conversation? He's like, just fuck her. Fuck her. You want to fuck her, so fuck her. What is this? This what's the phrase you friend zone incel bullshit? Fuck her. Is that what's going through your head, or is it something different? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's a little extreme, but it, it's just that I don't think that amount of hesitation and and just lingering as friends without realizing that there's more and taking action on it is not. That's not how things go. No, yeah. I do think that people. This happens all the time. Like people, for instance, uh, uh, Laura's dad ended up marrying. He he divorced from Laura's mom, and then ended up marrying his like high school sweetheart that he met. You know, fucking forty years earlier. So it's not that people don't eventually get married to someone that they were attracted to long ago, but it's not. It's it's not like. Laura's dad was friends with this woman for decades and decades and then finally got the balls to like tell her how he felt and then they got married. So when are they were you middle aged? Are you are you suggesting and I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything in your mouth for that matter. I'm just I don't Please don't. Yes. Um but are you are you <laughs> suggesting that uh, a a man and a woman can't be friends for a very long time without it having to have been something? Well, you know what? At the very beginning of the movie, there's this huge diatribe that Billy Crystal goes on where he's like, men and women can't be friends. And and that's like the whole it's it's whole well story. written. It's well written and it's funny and I think some people could have re- can relate to that even still. But I that's bullshit too. And I think everybody knows that. Like men and women can be friends. They they right. certainly can. And but not and, for and, and it just but stays not they're not going to be like best friend soulmates who spend every waking minute together for two decades that never takes the next step, even though, right? Like that, that's the part that's crazy. But didn't they that's take that the next problem. step once in the movie and like they both regretted it? Yeah, they new, regretted it. 
I think they regretted it, but then they couldn't get it out of their minds because that's what they really wanted. And then it took them another 15 motherfucking years to, to realize that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so it's bullshit movie. Yeah. So, so hey, you still haven't said what your favorite go-to ro- romantic movie is. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that was gonna be the one, and and so oh, I'm no. starting to think that because now I'm I'm not on board really. I still think that's a really funny movie, and it's it's written well. It's just not realistic. And and when they finally do get together, it's you know the way that they build the the friendship and how how they really do love each other is is sweet and i love i love the chemistry between billy crystal and meg ryan and everything so i don't want to just take a big old shit all over that movie i just but i don't think it can be my go-to romance i film anymore i, and I don't know where to go i could have sworn you were going to go with something like cabin in the woods <laughs> cabin in the woods <laughs> Yeah, that's got a super romantic ending where they decide they're going to end the world together because fuck everybody, and it's got the horror, and it's got, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Like a, seemed, yeah, like a good, seemed like bad. a good Joey and Laura movie. Well, you know, you're talking about true romance, and I feel like th- because Quentin Tarantino wrote both of these movies but didn't direct either of them, um, Natural Born Killers. Which oh, is, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very closely related to he true romance. He wrote that, huh? I did not know he wrote that. Okay. That is a hardcore movie, but to call it, I don't know if it's romantic. It's its disturbing. The, the, those yeah. two people have a lot in common when it comes to being abused and disenfranchised and then developing into malignant psychopaths. Like, I don't know if that's romantic, but they certainly loved each other. And at the end, hey, they I think they just, they had kids and they were happy and they yeah. had, uh, yeah, they, they were they, no longer murdering people. At least that's implied. Or, or only like, for fun on weekends, like yeah, not, not like as a world living anymore. So after they killed the sniveling and whimpering uh, Robert Downey Jr. at the end, I think that was their last murder. They said, I don't know if you guys be, remember yeah. that. If oh, you yeah, want to yeah. see some acting, watch that scene where Woody Harrelson kills uh, Robert Downey Jr. in the woods, and Robert Downey Jr. is like begging for his life and trying to prepare to die. Like, goddamn, Robert Downey Jr. And then the he channels a dead Indian, I think. Or excuse me, Native American, original citizen. What do they call him in Canada? Them. God, I'm being such a dick. Never mind. Move on. <laughs> I think it's first people. First people. There we go. Yeah, thank you very much. First uh, Nations. First Nation. Anyway, the 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 romantic aspect of, um, of Natural Born Killers, I think, is the only plot it's the only plot device it's how it all is held together right it's because they want to be together that it starts and it's because they want to be together is how he has to try to escape from prison and and then at the end I, yeah. so i i agree that that is a romance film i'm not being sarcastic that it's a romance film it's romance to me it's a very teenager thing there's uh you know the the super extreme romance that is kind of imbued in the notion of like it's me and you against the world and like fuck yeah. the world and I, and I'll die for you, you know what I mean? And you're yeah. the only thing that means anything to me. Like that's a that's a big thing for teenagers and and uh, yeah, it's a you know later on you learn that that type of love quote unquote is more of a uh, just an unhealthy enmeshment. <laughs> and, you mean- uh, for it, the characters yeah, in the movie, or for teenagers you see that in general, as far back as Romeo and Juliet, right? 
the teenagers thinking that their whatever stupid teenage relationship they have is the is the end be all and end all of the world. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's narcissistic, which is normal for teenagers, and and enmeshment. Also, I think in relationships is kind of a normal teenager thing. But anyway, I'm a Taco Bell manager. The fuck do I know? <laughs> so <laughs> that's what those are big Taco Bell words used in there. Yeah. <laughs> did speaking of Romeo. <laughs> Speaking of Romeo and Juliet, did either of you, or any of you, all three of you, see what was it, Romeo plus Juliet, the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Claire Danes treatment of the movie? No, but I I never saw that. But I I can just count on Leonardo DiCaprio to, to do a good job, even in Titanic. And I didn't really, you know, that I think that movie's way fucking overrated. But uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is great. First movie I think I ever saw him in was The Basketball Diaries, and he was a heroin addict. And he, like, goddamn, he can make a mess of himself emotionally on screen like no one else. I mean, he is. For some reason, that's my that's my rubric of of uh, of acting quality. Is can you just be a mess? Right. Can you just break down and you know freak out and have an emotional you know disaster on screen? And that's why you like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he's pretty good at it. Yeah. Hey, hey, how are we doing on time though? There was something I wanted to oh, do before. Oh yeah, we completely end. forgot. Because we were talking about romance and movies, so I've been watching clips from porn films while you guys are talking and not paying attention to the time at all. We got about twenty minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I brought some clips today, and this is kind of it's in honor of Valentine's Day. It doesn't have much to do with movies, but uh, I brought some clips, Dad. I think back in the yes. late 90s or early 2000s, you recorded an album of love songs. I did. Sung yeah. in the style of Elmer Fudd. <laughs> <laughs> the, the album, I think appropriately, was called Fudd Wove. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot of hours in the studio producing that. I think that took about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, I think that's maybe the length of the album itself. Yeah, but, uh, that's true. I don't think it's that long. No. <laughs> well, I found the DVD or oh. the C- the CD of Fud Love, and I and I put it in here. The the, you know what? The production quality was not bad. That sucks. No, I mean the the mix I think was a little off, but I just thought for fun we could listen to some clips from the Fud Wove album right here on the show. Well, it's a Valentine's show, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. yeah, yeah. I thought it'd be good, and and I I typed in the titles of the songs, and and Jason, if if you could, I don't know, maybe we can start with one, and if you could, you could just pick one, okay, and and read us the title of the song. All right, um, let's start with The Wook of Love. Okay. Yeah, the audio is a little rough. Now, for the, this one, FUD doesn't come in until like 30 seconds or so, so you might want to fast forward. Fast <laughs> forward. Uh, I don't know if I know how to fast forward with my cart ball. Yeah, I don't know how. That's okay. The, the, the intro is pleasant. Yeah. And we're talking over it like real DJs, so. Oh, 
jump to some other ones too though okay yeah uh, and and you you can pick randomly and then we can jump around in the track i I don't know the 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 audio is pretty good you get the idea yeah here's a uh here's a classic somewhere over the weibo hey hey jason yeah should i pause you got it the, the end of it yeah hit pause hit pause if you could just go to the end of it because uh uh, I think the ending uh, of that song is just very um, emotional. I think for Halloween, for Valen, Halloween. for Halloween, <laughs> no, for Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, you should just kind of go right to the end. All right, let's see if I can do that. I, I have to use a different. Yeah, can you do that? Can you guys hear that? Okay. Is it coming through? Yeah. Okay, I'll go yeah. to the end. That's yeah. Joe, I don't know. I can't remember how many Christ family reunions you've been to. I've been to quite a few. I think Double Barrel, my uncle's been to way, way more than I have. But I do remember one where everyone's gathered on the porch and they were singing songs and, and we're having a little tout show. And then things were kind of ending. Uh, Uncle Daryl had already juggled flaming bowling pins. But he was mm-hmm. so excited to pick up the microphone and go, um, uh, I'm driving in my car. And he just, we just, the look on his face of sheer delight. Like he'd never gotten a chance to do that with an actual microphone. So the fact that you kept with that, Daryl, and, and did this album makes me just so happy. It's, it's my well, Valentine's Day gift. To, well, it's yeah. funny that you brought up Halloween because I always thought it would be good for you to dress up like FUD and, and, and do the performance in the FUD hat. And, you know, that would be good for Halloween. That would be good. Yeah, it would. <laughs> All right, should we play another one then? Um, I yeah, think, you know, I'd, I'd like to request Unforgettable. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's playing. there. Did you hear that? Yeah. That's pretty, that's that's just so lovely. If it weren't a joke, it would be sweet. I mean, it is sweet, but 
It's also, it's <laughs> it also funny. Joke. Well, my well, I mean, idea you know. is to, is to do, and this is why I wanted to bring it to the show so we could kind of brainstorm a little bit too, because I feel like we need to do another FUD WUV album with with new songs. Well, not necessarily new songs, but I want to call. I want him to do some classics. Some classics. Yeah, some classics. I was gonna say classics. standards, but but I like I like classics better just because it, the translation into FUD language is better. Classics. Classic. <clears throat> I know. So if you guys have ideas, I think just I do want to put together a new FUD WUV album, Dad. If you're down, and uh, we'll get ideas oh, yeah. about what what songs would would woke. How about something well. like a? How about maybe he could do something like this, like a. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know what, but today seems kind of odd. No blocking from the dog. I'm, I can't do a good FUD voice. No smog. I don't, I don't think that translates to rap, really. And Mama cooked a breakfast with no hog. I, I think I should go country western. I think that, absolutely I yeah. might go down that road. Like I don't um, know. I think I think this because country like, roads. Like, Take me home. I've got friends in wall places. There you go. <laughs> I think you should go like Prince, like like Widow Wed Colbert. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. You should do that. Or um, what's that one that that one guy did with that one person? Uh, oh my God! You know what that I'm talking about. That one guy, the one person. You know that was uh, called that was yeah. called Champagne Supernova, Jason. <laughs> no, t- Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett, right? Um, remember Jason, him? I don't know what you're talking about. Tony Bennett did an album with uh, Lady Gaga, right? Yes. So there you go. It's like you wouldn't necessarily put those two together in your in your mind, but when you did, it's magic. So why not Elmer Fudd doing um, Lady Gaga? You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Elmer Fudd. Well, doing me and Lady Carrie Gaga. wanted to do. Can't uh, read my. Can't read Christmas my, song. You and Laura my did. Face. Doing, uh, oh, do. Uh, uh, Ah, God damn it. Uh, God damn it. Come ah, on. God damn it. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. yeah. You, go. you wanted you to go. FUD that yeah. one? Yeah, I'm going to FUD that up. Well, here, let's let's listen <laughs> to another couple of FUD clips. Yeah, okay. Let's do this. Let's listen to this one. Did I already play this one? No. This one's. Is this one way misty for me? Yeah. No, no, I don't know. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really, the echo back there is really cool. <laughs> okay, I think you have one more here. I'm just going to hit play because I don't know this song. This is Evergreen, Barbara Streisand classic. you in the fun hat. I can't help it. I think that's just beautiful. 
Just beautiful. It is. And you should do more. And, and like Joe up sanitizes songs, you could fuddleize songs. I fud them up, yeah. You fud them up, yeah. Fud them up. Yeah, I have to give uh, Robin Williams credit for that whole line, though, because uh, he's the one that got me thinking about it. That driving in my car, oh, that yeah. was Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah with uh, that's the, the Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't that, didn't Bruce Springsteen do that song? Um, yeah, Fire. No, Pointer Sisters. Yeah, but didn't he write it? Oh. Bruce Pointer Springsteen, Sisters? turns out he wrote about half the songs that that were recorded. Yeah. He wrote a lot of shit. I had no idea that he wrote it. I could be wrong. This is called misdirection. <laughs> God damn it. You try to play stuff on YouTube and you get ads. We do have a sponsor. We just don't get money from them. Right? I'm trying to find out oh, if he wrote that. Oh, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let Uncle Daryl jump in when he's ready. Because <laughs> I want to hear it live. Oh, wait, but you can't hear the song in the same. Yeah, your the music will be not synced with your with your voice. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think won't. Bruce Springsteen maybe he just did a version of the songer song. Oh, that's the Bruce. That's the boss doing it, right? Yeah. Well, you know what, Jason? I want to let you know when you try to get us to sing along with shit on Skype, it just it can't work. No, it can't. Remember? Yeah. No. And and of course, have you have you guys ever tried to Skype and then try to clap in unison together? <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> it, it, both people end up looking like such idiots. It, it's oh. great. Dad and I tried to do that the other day, and it, goddamn, it cracked oh, me up. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show you the delay on Skype. You know, Skype isn't the best thing to do a podcast with. No, but it's not the worst. No, it's, no, it's it right in between. Um. So I'm well, looking anyway, it up. so there's Bud Wub for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yes, thank you for doing that, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he did write it. He wrote it in 1977. All right. He also wrote um that um wrapped up like a douche another boner in the night. What's that song? <laughs> what are the real lyrics to that song? Does anybody know? Um, Revved up like a deuce in the middle of the night. Oh, thank uh-huh. you. There you go. Oh, I like the boner one better. Yeah, the boner Ripped one. up like a douche. It's like a boner oh, in the in night. The <laughs> and then you could fud that. Webbed up like a... I could. <laughs> it's like a oh, boner in the night. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's revved up like a deuce. Another runner in the night. Another runner oh, in the runner. night. Yeah. yeah, I think... No, this isn't the music episode, but you know that one song that says, I ain't talking about the linen. Yeah. I don't want to change your life. He's talking about Lennon, right? He's doing the laundry. Moving in. Wait a minute. Um, Moving in? I'm not talking about the Lennon. Let me see here. Moving in. Okay. Moving in. Who was that? Was that John England? No, you got to look up the lyrics. Uh, we just... we love to see you tonight. Hey, <laughs> a good Ian, fun one. Good fun. Ian, did you know the lyrics to that song? 
I never even know? heard that song before. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Lennon. It's I, I didn't know this either. I'm not talking about moving in. It's hard to deal because they don't have the right um It just doesn't sound right. They the split the aren't. Yeah, the I am is is broke there. I'm not talking about I'm talking moving about in. Not moving in. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm talking about the Lennon. Stupid. Well, uh, we're probably running out of time, but... Uh, oh, and you know what? They say, but there's a warm wind blowing, the stars are out. Like, there's a comma, right? There's a warm wind blowing, comma, the stars are out, and I really love to see you tonight. Uh, that's nice. I thought they were saying, for years, there's a warm wind blowing, the stars around, which I thought was a really <laughs> poetic, oh, beautiful right. concept. Like, you know, the, <laughs> the, the stars up there warm. It's like we're... I just like that idea. And turns out, no. So now I get it. I can take it. I get it. Well, I'm yeah, glad that the real the real lyrics actually make sense. Yeah. But if you thought that if everybody was just on board with like, well, I'm not talking about the laundry, <laughs> and and the stars are round. It did. It, no, round. no. I'm glad no. that, that it's not total nonsense. It's okay. Just disjunct nonsense. It's not the well, the, 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 the warm wind's blowing, blowing the stars. stars. Around could literally just be the could literally be the painting Starry Night. That's kind of what it looks like. It's yeah, showing. there you go. It's about it, Van Gogh. And and to be clear, Joe, not the stars are are around are around. It's blowing them around. It's not blowing them to roundness. Oh, blowing the stars <laughs> around. Yeah, well, and you thought I meant blowing the stars. To make them circular, what is that? What there's a warm wind blowing and the stars are round. Are round. Cause I'm oh. fucking slowly losing my mind. <laughs> so you misinterpreted the misinterpretation. It's right. I did. Listen, I'm oh not talking God. about Man, the Lennon. All right. I'm not talking about moving in. What? <laughs> so what, how are we doing on time here? Because uh, I think we're uh, out. Uh, yeah, we got two minutes. Any other movie well, thoughts? Or, so hey, this. I got it. Yeah. Nobody mentioned Sleepless in Seattle as a great Valentine movie. Somebody, oh. that's what you should have watched, Joey. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I don't think, no, I've never seen that whole movie. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's right up there with Moonstruck. Damn. All right, well, that's watch. what we should have watched <laughs> last night. <laughs> well, tell us why Sleepless in Seattle is Seattle. <laughs> Seattle. Tell, yeah. Hey, Dad, tell Seattle. us why Sweepless in Seattle, Sweepless in Seattle. <laughs> is so special. because... Well, <laughs> because it is a romantic company, uh, a comedy that that's about Valentine's Day. I mean, it's the whole concept around it is based on that. Well, what's uh, so that's sweet how it about ends. it? Like, why did you find it romantically kind of effective or touching? What was it? Just uh, because it was Meg Wyan. Meg Wyan is very good. <laughs> No, it's just well, well written. Well written. It's a nice storyline, and it's all about uh, ends and uh, on Valentine's Day. So it's a perfect Valentine's Day movie. All right. Well written, well performed. Well, who's the uh, Who's the star of that? Who's the guy? Uh, shit, I can't remember his name. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, he does really, a great job. Yeah, you can't does really a do a job. fud of Tom Hanks. That just comes through as Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then the kid that uh, Tom Hanks' son. He, he's perfect. Uh, he does a great job, too. I don't know who the kid is, but he's very believable in his role. Um, I believe that was um, Gerard Depardieu. That man is amazing. De? Yeah, De? He is an amazing actor. He could play a nine-year-old. It's true. <clears throat> <laughs> or is part of your was. running joke that Gerard Depardieu was in everything for he's a long in, time? Yeah, yeah. He was in every movie. It was the law. 
Um, so we got like 30 seconds left. I do want to say before I hit the music um, to Ian saying thanks for getting up uh, at the crack of a normal hour <laughs> and uh, Double Barrel Daryl for getting up an hour earlier than that. Uh, pre- no, two hours. Wow, yeah. Appreciate that, you guys getting up early. The asshole of Don. It is. Always a pleasure. You guys are great. And, and we're probably going to do more early episodes in the morning because uh, of children. Well, and, why do you do this? Why do you do this? What what uh, creates these early morning You know what? It's romance. Shows. It's romance. I'm not even joking. <laughs> romance, right, Joe? Because we yeah, both... Jason, Jason yeah. and I want to watch the sunrise together. That's right. It's it's cousin Mance. It's cousin Mance. No, it's because we're uh, cool. we do whatever our wives tell us, and sometimes they tell us we can't record at night. So it's like, oh well, this is the only Thank time we you. got. Yeah, that's it. Also very oh. romantic. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's romantic. Because I'd do anything for that woman, but I won't do that. Whatever that is, I have to ask Meatloaf. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Talking about the butt crack of Don show, I wanted to read these texts that Ian Sane and I were sending each other. Are kind of funny. <laughs> I want I wanted to read them as we go out. Go for it. So I text I text Ian saying I say we're doing a butt crack of Don show on Saturday. Topic is movies and Valentine's Day. We'd love to have you. <laughs> and then Ian Sane says, at which point along the curve of the butt crack? <laughs> and then I kind of went into different time zones here, and I said, well, for Jason and I, it's right at the top of the butt cleavage. You could put a cocktail umbrella in it. 5 a.m. PSD. And then I said, but for you, it would be mid-crack, right where one might tuck a $20 bill. 8 a.m. Okay. That's a good analogy. And then he said, well, as the modern American poet Clifford Smith Jr. so eloquently said, dollar dollar bill, (laughs) y'all. So does that mean, Joe, with that mean that that noon would be the taint? Like if that's the traveling. Yeah, I think and, noon would noon would be the taint of the taint of dawn. The taint of dawn. <laughs> Alright. Noon is the taint of dawn. The taint. We have a show title. Wow. Thank you, Ian. That's what we're gonna call episode one fifty seven, the taint of dawn. That's good. <laughs> well Excellent. Did, does anybody New word. Jason, do you know who Clifford Smith Jr. is? I don't. I thought you guys just now made that, that up. That made me giggle. Who my is he? my response, maybe this will give you a clue, because I said, as Clifford Smith's esteemed colleague, Russell Tyrone Jones, once shittily rhymed, I'll see you at the party where I move my body. Gotta get Gotta up, get up and see somebody. somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, do you know who we're talking about, Jason? No. All right, so Clifford Smith Jr. is Method Man, and Russell Tyrone Jones is Old Dirty Bastard. Oh, okay. From the Wu-Tang Clan, your favorite band, right, Dad? Oh, yeah. Love it. I thought it would be funny, speaking of the Wu-Tang Clan, well, this isn't Wu-Tang, this is another band, but if if Uncle Daryl would do something like, um, now where did that lyric go? Yeah, no, he got like, uh, I got it. To get my pops, cops come and try to snatch my quops. <laughs> to flood some gangster rap? That's yeah. Really good. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, no, no, no. a hunter like me is going insane. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. I love that cop come and try to snatch my quops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. 
Oh my God, Dad. Oh, you're in for it now, man. I'm yeah. totally gonna. I'm gonna give you some <laughs> lyrics. We're gonna do the FUD WAP. We should. FUD WAP. FUD WAP album. FUD WAP. That would be so great. Mob Spaghetti. That's the only line I know for that song. Captain Ass in that Wabbit's ass. Captain Ass. Captain that Waskily Wabbit's ass. Oh my god. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man can you imagine you gotta fight for your white to party I'm trying to think of a good FUD wa- you know what it's gonna come to me all day long I'm gonna be yeah. coming up with FUD WAP songs There's- you are Hill was actually a pretty good one what was that one? Oh yeah Cypress Hill was actually a good one Cypress Hill Cypress Hill or um silly with my nine milly what the dealio do some uh What's that guy's oh name? God, What's that guy's name? Buster Rhymes. Buster Wimes. Buster Wimes. I don't know if, if the people who listen to this, I had a theory that the, our biggest audience is 15-year-old boys because of what we talk about, which is great. Um, and none of them are going to get any of these rap references because they're all <laughs> 20 years old. Yeah, all the jokes are made for 15-year-olds, but no 15-year-old that's currently alive would understand any yeah. of the jokes, so we're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Luckily, all the 40-year-olds are about as mature as 15-year-olds, at least judging by us and our, all of our friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and that really is our listenership. It is, I'm yeah. Of it. <laughs> yeah. Creep into the mic like a phantom. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. 